Hey, welcome to 49ers Coast to Coast. I'm Grant Cohn, joined by someone that used to be some a collaborator, but now he's a competitor, writes for Niners Nation. I don't know if we can be cool anymore. Hey, congratulations, oh, Jason. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Congrats, man. I, I didn't know how that, that worked out, but yeah, I appreciate that, man. It's, a, it's a, an honor, and I'm absolutely humbled. But yeah, we're definitely not competitors. Stop that. No, it's great to see uh, people that I work with uh, flourish and yeah. take steps in this industry because you guys are doing great. You're doing great. Yeah. And again, you know, I texted you the other day and I just wanted to say again, you know, on air, you know, I appreciate you taking a shot on me. A lot of what I have uh, built is due to, you know, weekly appearances with you. And, you know, thank you for believing in me. I appreciate it. That's part of it. But I think the main thing is that you freaking grind. And there's a lot of people that want to be in the industry and aren't yet. And just do it. Just do it. Like you, um, Splash Cousin, you just show up to training camp. You go on the road. That's how it's done. And then people yeah. take notice, and all of a sudden, you're writing for Niners Nation. So uh, people, look, watch what Jason did the last two years. If you want to be like Jason, watch what he did the last two years. and try. You could do it. I mean, Jason's quite charming, so it's hard. Uh, I mean, my mom thinks so. So, yeah, I guess that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's two people that believe that. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the 53-man roster, Trey, the NFC. We're going to give the NFC power rankings, kind of, sort of. But we're going to save that. I want to talk about Jimmy first. And I want to start positive. I don't think many people thought – Jimmy be on this team, but he is. And I think people are starting to realize there are some good things about this, if not mostly good things. What do you think mm -hmm. is the best thing about keeping Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, not only did we didn't we not believe that he was going to be here. Kyle Shanahan used the term. I was on the conference call yesterday. Slim to none. Literally, right. that's what he thought. And, and that was always my hesitance to it. I was always open to Jimmy Garoppolo being here on a restructured whatever deal, even if it's the highest for a backup. I believe he's the best backup. So, but I just thought that Jimmy Garoppolo would have never said yes to this. Like, why would you do this team a favor? Don't you want to continue your career? But when all options get exhausted, this is what you get. And this yeah. is the best case scenario probably for both. So, yeah, what's good about it is I think this is two things. And I'm going to use a three-letter a three initial and then a four-letter initial. One is PTSD. And that's Kyle Shanahan from watching C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins have to take meaningful snaps and knowing yes. that Nate Sudfeld and Brock Purdy, that was going to be where you were going to be if something happened to Trey Lance. So that's one. The second is CYA, and it's cover your ass. And this is exactly what this is. Just in case something happens to Trey Lance, it's both of these things combined. Now you have the best backup in football, a guy who can easily slide right in and just go ahead and operate this offense efficiently. And again, not many teams have that. The reason that I say he's the best backup is because I believe that he is a starter in this league. So if I believe he's a starter, how could he not be the best backup? And, and, I, and I'll, I'll take that to the bank. I like the CYA thing. It's like if Kyle had won that Super Bowl in Atlanta, you know, if Kyle had, you know, if he was 10 games over 500, I don't know that Jimmy would be here, but he's not. And he didn't. And so <clears throat> if he just runs Jimmy off and Trey struggles, the team misses the playoffs. I mean, Trey will take a lot of heat, but Kyle will take a mm -hmm. ton of freaking heat and he knows it. And now this, this sort of puts him off the, the stove for now. Right. He's off the, the burner for now. So, yeah, I mean, it, to me, this feels like this insulates the Niners from having a disaster season where Trey gets hurt and Nate Sudfeld starts all the games. Like, at least that probably – well, Nate Sudfeld's on the team, so that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, that's a uh, Lions legend, Nate Sudfeld, now. Can you but freaking believe that? <laughs> Why? I mean, look, <clears throat> Nate Sudfeld's a perfect QB, too. Like, like he's just like – and that's what it is. And most of the time, QB backups three. aren't aren't. yeah, well, now, I mean well, – I know they, he's QB two over there. Yeah, but, yeah, you, but Purdy, Purdy did play a little bit better than him, and, and, and I won't lie about that. But again, the reason that they make the move from Sudfeld is the $2 million is offset right now with whatever the Lions are, are going to give him. So if the, the Lions give him $1.4, they just owe him 600000 
I get so excited when New York save money. Yes! Right. And then then think about this. If Brock Purdy is sent to the practice squad, then you have to negotiate a whole different contract. You keep him on the 53, and now you have that cost-controlled rookie, even if he's Mr. Irrelevant. So I think that was smart all the way through and through. Who knew? Look at all these smart moves. Look at all these quick, subtle maneuvers that are going on here that are actually – we're even both in agreement. It's like, man, this works. Yeah, see, that's why I had a feeling they were going to keep Jimmy. Um, it just would look stupid to say, we're not going to cut him, we're not going to cut him. Actually, we, we are cutting him right, right now. It's true. Uh, and it's like the way they restructured it, restructured it. They, he took a pay cut. Keeping him as, as a $27 million backup was not an option. And I, I don't think Jimmy's happy about this. I think privately he thought he'd get cut. And yep. the Niners were like, no, no. You thought you were in control of your destiny. You're not. You're going to be with us this year. And I think... They kind of felt like you know, a lot of people said they're not going to do right by Jimmy Garoppolo. I think they felt that he didn't do right by them with that surgery. So, hey, man, like you put us in a tough spot. Now we got to put you in a tough spot and we're all going to have we're all going to uh, play it off with a smile on our faces for the cameras. Right. Right. And what I learned is maybe we should start listening to Kyle Shanahan when he speaks, because like you said, you know, like he's been saying the entire time, we're not just going to give him away anything like that. And yeah. They were steadfast on getting something for him and also telling him, we're not going to get rid of you for no reason and let you walk. So maybe we should start listening to him about, you know, uh, Jimmy's the starter. Trey's not going to be able to play this year. I don't think that he's ready. We're going to go. He was saying that the entire time. Boom. Then that's what happens. Now the same thing is happening with with this. And maybe we should just start listening to Kyle as much as we want to decipher what he's saying or or listen to his riddles and everything. Kind of just says what he means at this point. I, that's the way I look at it. I mean, he said it multiple times. John Lynch said it and Jed said it. We're not cutting him. So I was like, that's, I, I don't see them all lying. And then uh, c- coming back out after they cut him in a press conference being like, we tricked you. Yeah. We tricked you. You trusted right. us. Like, they, they're not going to do that. And they didn't. And they I did. think the league expected that too. So when yeah. the league is expecting you to zig, the Niners are going to zag. And I think oh, that yeah. that's what everybody was kind of waiting for was just like, well, they got to cut him, right? They got to cut him for this money. But when you work that deal out, $6 million, you're saving all that money in cap space and everything. His dead cap hit, which just came out, is going to be $13 million this year. That is far and away less than what it was going to be. So you still save money and you still opened up the possibility of a trade for another player during the trade deadline, before the trade deadline, that can help your team. Don't you think Kyle takes pleasure also in the fact that he's telling you exactly what he's doing and people still are like, well, what does Kyle mean by that? He's like, right. I just told you again. Right. How I feel. And everyone's like, let's interpret Kyle's words. I, I don't understand how to be more direct. I, I right. like that about Kyle. I'm yeah, trying to tell you. Right. Yeah. Like you, you guys are the ones that are running with the narrative. He always says things like that. And it's absolutely true. And then also like the Mac Jones stuff. It's not my job to stomp out those narratives. I'll let you say whatever it is that you want, you know, and then he's he's gone on to admit that. Like he was, was supposed to be like a month before the draft. No, we're not taking Mac. We're taking Trey Lance. Everyone needs right. to like, no, we're there's a little mystery here that goes on with the draft, you know, it's how 100%. it works. So look, I think it's good that the Niners kept Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, at least it was the best decision at this point. Uh, that being said, let's talk about what's not so good about keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. To me, uh, the best move would have been trading him right after they got J- Trey Lance. You probably could have got a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey would have more experience Last year was a wild ride, but ultimately it didn't bring in a Lombardi. So who freaking cares? That's my attitude. Um, So he's here now. Jimmy's here, and it's the best of a bad situation, but it's a little awkward. What do you think is not so good about this situation? 
I don't think anything. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do anything to cause a distraction in any way. He won't say anything I wrong. Agree. He's, he's yeah. not going to do anything wrong. We're not going to be able to say, "Man, what is Jimmy doing?" None of that's going to happen, right? Because other quarterbacks might. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I mean, Baker, look at Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker right. Mayfield t- melted down after the they hinted at Deshaun Watson, and Jimmy Garoppolo had to st- sit in the box last year and take all that and say whatever you want. He delivered in that way professionally, even if at the end of the year he spoke about, "I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy." That was hard for him, but he did it professionally. And I have no doubt in my mind that Jimmy's going to continue to do that here. The only thing I would say is this. It's not going to be the locker room. I think that Kyle has built a strong enough culture there, and I think that's what he's betting on, that this will not tear this locker room apart, that everybody understands. They've had a conversation between Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo about where they stand. Trey's our guy. Trey's going to have his leash, and and the leash didn't get shorter. I, I disagree with that sentiment, and if you want me to expand on that, I will. But here's what's not so good about it. You have opened the door for not fans, because who cares? Yeah. Media, right? Media, especially national media. Now national media gets to make segments if Trey Lance struggles for a half or struggles for one game or has a few missed throws to actually come back to this Jimmy Garoppolo thing because none of them would ever ask for Nate Sunfeld to play. But no. you gotta wonder, they've been talking about how do you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? He's a winner. Now you've allowed that chatter to grow. Now in the, the media national world, media is gonna second guess him to death. To death, and in, to and, death. In the, and and in the media, would Jimmy room, Garoppolo have hit this throw? Would Jimmy Garoppolo have seen right. this? You know, like Jimmy, you know, would he? Right. All that stuff. <laughs> and the media room, you know, like it's. Let's be frank. People are going to ask questions like that, and people are going to ask George Kittle, "Hey, what's the dynamic between Trey and Jimmy?" Uh, ask Debo, "Hey, man, do you do you miss uh, Trey and, and oh Jimmy?" Like, like the questions asking- after games when they lose. Hey, Kyle, why didn't Jimmy play? Why right. did you think Trey gave you the best chance to? Hey, George, would you like Jimmy to be throwing you the ball? Hey, right. Debo. Your numbers are a little down. Don't you miss playing with Jimmy? So you've opened up that. So I don't think that that's strong enough to fracture anything in the locker room. I don't think that that's strong enough to shake Trey Lance either. I, I just want to be honest with that. I think mm-hmm. that the, the kid's ready to go. He understands. I'm, but one thing that I will ask of Kyle Shanahan, love you, coach, but I don't want to see you get up there and get mad at any Jimmy questions because yeah. you had to this weigh this. You this had to you. weigh this when yeah. you brought him back. You had to yeah. weigh that portion of it because if you yeah. didn't, then that's an oversight. I don't want to see you. Uh, I mean, I don't know why you guys keep asking questions about it. Uh, no, 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 no. If no, that's no. how you feel, you should have brought in Andy Dalton or something. You know what I'm saying? Because we wouldn't ask about Andy Dalton. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I need Kyle yeah. Shanahan to take all those questions in stride, answer yeah. them, and answer. And if you have to give the same answer every single time, you have to give the same answer. With a smile on your face. You had to weigh. You had to weigh that when you did this yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo thing. You know how yeah. you free yourself from the discussion? Don't bring him back. Not that I'm saying that he shouldn't have brought him back, but I don't want to see you getting upset now when these questions are asked because you've opened that door and that door's wide open. Again, you could have traded Jimmy last year, brought in a competent backup who could have just been there and it wouldn't have been a threat to Trey Lance and he could have had all this experience and that's how most teams would develop a young quarterback. You went this way. So there's got to be some type of a fallout. Here's, I want to talk real quick about the locker room. I agree with you about the media. He is going to get second-guessed to death in the media, but the locker room is complicated because Jimmy... There, he's the leader still. He was the leader of this team. It's like Derek Jeter going from being the leader to being a backup on the same team. It's awkward. Trent Williams, George Kittle, Debo love him. So Kyle, Kyle has his own idea of Trey, what the lease should be. And I'm sure Kyle wants Trey to be the quarterback. But let's say they lose week one. Or let's say they get off to a bad start. And I'm not saying they will. What happens if Debo and Kittle and Trent go to Kyle and be like, you know what? We don't want to lose any more games. We want Jimmy. And Kyle's like, nah, man, that's not. 
I want to give Trey a little bit. What happens if that, and I'm not saying it will, I think the Niners are going to get off to a hot start. They have a pretty easy schedule right away. But if that happens, that could be a problem because again, you got Kittle is, Kittle loves Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm sure he's open-minded to Trey, but what is Kittle's leash? Like what is Kittle's patience and Debo's patience? Because that matters if they all of a sudden need to stand up and have a talk with Kyle. Those things happen in, Early on in the season, if it looks like he's getting away from him. Because I don't think yeah. anyone was going to go up to Kyle last year like, we got to have Trey. Maybe Because Brandon Ayuk doesn't even talk. I'm just saying, there are there are factions on this team. Ayuk is Team Trey. Kittle is Team Jimmy. I think they all want to work it out. But if they start off 0-2, God knows, man. That's a doomsday scenario if it is all of those guys scenario. if all those guys went to Kyle and they, and they said all those things. I don't because... think, I'm not saying it'll happen. I think no. they're going to win the first two games. I think they're going to look think... good. I don't think it'll happen either, but selfishly, yeah. because they want to win, would be stunting the growth of this guy that the 49ers, they don't they don't like need him to, to be yeah. productive. They need this pick to hit. They yeah. need this to be the franchise quarterback. So one year of doing that to him for you to chase a championship while ultimately stunting the growth of the franchise quarterback that you need to hit. You need to hit on this. This isn't. Second round, picking Colin Kaepernick. You know, this is like you took Alex Smith with the first pick. You needed that to hit. Yeah. Didn't happen. Yeah. You moved up for Trey Lance. You need this to hit. Yeah. This this can't just be like, he was all right. Yeah, it was all yeah. right. He needs to hit. And they keep talking like, well, it worked with Steve Young and Joe Montana. Brought out the best in them. Those are two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. I hate that comparison because these are two quarterbacks who right now we would have to call mediocre. Trey's inexperienced. Jimmy's mediocre. Like, both of them are going to make a lot of mistakes. And by having the other one on the team still, it's like, well, Trey would have done better, or Jimmy would have done better. It's like, no, they're both mistake-prone guys who J Jimmy's, you know, not going to improve. Trey may, may improve, but, like, you're not getting Joe Montana or Steve Young. What you're getting is a quarterback who's getting second-guessed to death. And, frankly, it happened to Jimmy last year. And I felt he deserved it because he makes the money and he's 30 and, like, you should be more developed than you are. But Trey, I mean, he's going to get it the same way, if not more. And he's 22. And he should be allowed to have fun. Like, if you're developing, you should be allowed to go out there, have fun, with the expectation that by year three, you might be elite. But he might be under so much pressure to not fuck up that he's, I can't throw a pick, I can't throw a pick. And he becomes Alex Smith, which is not what you want. And, you know and I, I think a lot of the expectations are because of this roster. And I think yeah. that's really what it is. It's it's prime Debo. It's prime Trent. It's prime Kittle. You 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 understand prime Warner. You you understand that you have, you know, Chris Sims for all of all the things that he said. He ranked the 49ers as the number one roster in the league. It's hard to argue one through 53. And I know we're going to go through the 53. One through 53 that there is a more talented roster top to bottom. There's some guys that got cut from this team. They weren't cut necessarily because they were bad at football. It's because you could only keep 53 players, and that's how stacked they are. So a lot of the expectations and a lot of the things that are going to be thrown at Trey have to do with that. If this yeah. was a team that was at three when because they lost a bunch of games and they were just – like Trey Lance would have all the time in the world. But coming off of an NFC Championship game, and so many people wanted Trey to start last year, including myself. I wanted him to kick off his, his, you know, his development. Now – it's that more than anything that's adding pressures because this team is looked at as a win now loaded roster. To me, it feels like if Peyton Manning had, like if, if the Colts drafted Peyton Manning, but kept Jim Harbaugh and while Peyton Manning's having that rookie year where he's throwing 22 picks, he there's, there's conversation like, should we go back to Harbaugh? Like, no, it's Jim Harbaugh. Who cares what Peyton Manning is doing right now? Like 
he could be the best quarterback ever in a couple of years. Go with it. And that's it's like if you had Brett Favre or Joe Montana, I understand the hesitancy with Trey Lance. It's freaking Jimmy. It's like Jim Harbaugh. Like you gotta just understand that uh having to look over your shoulder at a mediocre quarterback can only hurt your confidence. I'm not better than this guy. Like they, they have to keep this. And again, I don't see it as an indictment of Trey, but what does Trey look at it as? I mean, maybe all of Trey's insecurities, he looks at as Jimmy's a physical manifestation of them. Hey, man, if I could only throw the ball a little bit more precise, he wouldn't be there. If the, And who knows? I mean, maybe they say the right things to him. But if I were 22 and I saw this guy looking over my shoulder, it wouldn't make me more confident. It just wouldn't. I'm going to be the optimistic one and say that I think that Trey is strong enough to overcome this. And I think that- I'm not. OK, I, 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 I can I'm see. I'm, I'm, I have no self-esteem, but I'm, I'm projecting that on him. Sorry. I, I mean, look, he is a handsome. He is a handsome guy, man. Like, you know, like that's gotta that's that's gotta say, like, look, man, I consider myself handsome. My mom does too. But like, if Jimmy Garoppolo was in the room, I'm not as handsome as that guy. But I think that I think that Trey's good enough to 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 <laughs> Trey's Trey's good enough to go over this. And and I think that when Trey a few throws praise at Jimmy Garoppolo for being a big brother, and and I don't think that that's lies. And I think that Jimmy here's here's one thing that Jimmy Garoppolo has to do right now. Jimmy Garoppolo this year is auditioning for what his career will be going forward. And what I mean by that is the guy who warms up the seat for the next guy. If you can't mentor this kid right now and help him, then what would teams be trading for you for? Because you are likely a bridge quarterback for the rest of your career. Because Alex Smith did that for Colin Kaepernick. And all of a sudden, Alex Smith's stock went up. They're like, look at how good Colin Kaepernick's playing. Alex must have done something. Alex then, must have said something to him, you know? And then Alex goes to KC, and he has Mahomes sit behind a year. And guess what? He had to he move on. Again. again, Jimmy Best Garoppolo. Best quarterback coach in the league, Alex Smith. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to show that, and he is going to be the bridge quarterback for guys who are warming up the seat. For is it too future. early to fire Brian Greasy and hire Alex Smith? He's so rich. He doesn't want to do that. It's a lot. I don't think, and also, man, some of those comments that he made towards the end when you were talking about like dysfunctional franchise, I don't think Alex Smith has any desire to, to, to work for to return again or to run. No, 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 no. I think, I think that he's, if, if anybody's got PTSD, it's Alex Smith. But I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo has to show organizations, hey, I can mentor your kid without being selfish. I can do everything that I can to put my arm around this guy because you are going to be the ultimate bridge quarterback going forward for every other franchise you play for. Angel Reyes says, Grant, ask Kyle if Trey will get the same leash as Jimmy if the Niners start 3-5 and five like last Good year. So that's the thing. When the Good Niners question. started 3-5, and five, I don't feel like there were a bunch of players in the uh, locker room going up to Kyle being like, we got to go to the rookie who's 21 years old because everyone loves Jimmy. Now, if they're even 0-1, if they're losing at halftime of the first game, what is this? What is George going to say? What is Debo going to say? It's different. That's well, all I'm here, saying. Here's the thing, too, and you were in Chicago. Again, I'll state it for the hundredth time. Halftime, Trey Lance comes out, helmets on, warming up. The offense was not clicking at that point. Debo Samuel catches a tunnel screen, takes it on to the third and freaking 20. Saves Jimmy Garoppolo's job. If he turns only gains 18 yards, Trey Lance might have replaced him, but he gains 84. Yep, yep, yeah. and, and completely turns around the season. But that so, was all Jimmy on that play. Uh, I mean, uh, you can't. The way you he motivated him? In the, in the of the play, he was like, Debo, I believe in you. You can't they quantify that jawline on that play. Like, yeah. there's no, there's no metric for it. But they locked eyes. Time stopped. Even at three great. and five, even at three and five, right there, that was the end of Jimmy's leash too. It yeah. was getting there. It was yeah. right there. So 
again, where is the lease? I don't know, but halfway through that Chicago game, it was getting ready to be taken off. So, you know, let's just talk about that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not concerned. I think Kyle has the right idea here. Yes. I'm concerned about the leaders of the team who think that, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, but again, maybe George, maybe I'm missed, uh, judging George. George, let's see what you got this year. Real quick, real quick, Grant, too. Like when you asked that question, because uh, I was on the conference call as well, too. Yeah, oh, no, 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 okay. uh, on the conference call. I was on the call, too. Uh, I love that they were like, all right, Grant, answer your question. And then he was like, get your, he was like, he was like, get your, uh, get your Twitter figures ready. And he was like, Brock Purdy made a 50. We all were like, oh, like Brock Purdy made a 53. I was like, damn, is this what, like, they know it's Grant on the phone and they're just like, all right, Grant, get your question out, man. I know, and he and even afterward, Kyle was like, "Oh, I, I just wanted to take your question because I wanted to mess you up, so you were the last person to tweet it." I was like, "I didn't tweet it at all." Nah, I know. You know I'm so the guy that doesn't tweet everything. So, like, I'm, I'm sitting there on the conference call, and like, I just flipped out right to Twitter. I was like, "Once he said he was like, let's see who could tweet it fast enough." I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And then he, he dropped the bomb that it was Brown Purdy. I love it. That's so That's good. The first time he ever used my name ever. The dynamic between you two is so good, and I can't wait to continue to be on these calls and watch press conferences and things like that to see. It's a lot of fun because I feel like when I start asking a question, he thinks I'm trying to get him and i'm not like 90 percent of the time but sometimes I am. And he's like on his toes for he's like okay all right all right all right you're not messing with me but you might i'm like right. yeah i might man we're not friends right right <laughs> his daddy says it's backup jimmy worth the potential circus this causes well that's what we're essentially at, uh, talking about right now stats ask the wrong question it's not about media fans making noise see that's that's i agree with that um mm -hmm. but no i think it's both it's freaking both it's all noise and it's rough if the locker room uh basically loses confidence in him last week i asked george Kittle, like, how's this trey lance offense going and he had the whole time he had this like well you know you know we need some more practice and he just didn't think, seem very enthusiastic and i just wonder you know i would ask a question of this because there's been whispers about the locker room last year with the trade yep. package the trade package went away pretty quickly yeah was that because the they've locker been room doing something for five years on offense and they do it pretty well now they're gonna do something totally different if they look like they don't do it well, a lot of people might be like, why are we doing this? Why are the we running this? Zone? The locker room probably said, hey, man. Why are we running the triple option and looking stupid when we can just run outside zone and look good like last five years? See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. All Niners says, how many games does Trey deserve to prove himself? He needs the whole year. He needs <clears throat> he needs prove yourself is is not quantifiable by games. It's not quantifiable by seasons. And you're and there's never going to be a time where like quarterback is until he started like 50 games. I mean, right. frankly. And it's not going to be a game number that's going to be like, you know what? He proved himself. Like, it's yeah. not going to work like that. So that's – it's so strange when not, – not, I'm not trying to, like, pile on this question. I'm just saying we will not know what Trey Lance is fully until three years. It's not going to be one year. It's not going to be two years. I think after the third year, if, you know, they're patient enough, that's when we'll have a firm grasp of what Trey Lance is. But I'm not sure they're going to be patient enough. I mean, you could say that Trey's in the greatest situation ever because the coaching staff and the players, but the – other edge of that sword is that there's just a ton of pressure and there's no like, oh, well, you know, he can have a year or two. Like with most quarterbacks. Nah, sorry, bud. You got to be good right now, even though you haven't really played much in the last two, three years. <clears throat> it's amazing. Yeah. So we'll see. He might just kill it. Flav says, according to Kyle Shanahan timeline, Kyle said Jimmy was the best quarterback since young, while also hoping Jimmy would stay. Now, I think he was hoping to get Jimmy to stay when he made those comments, not trade him. What do you think? <clears throat> um. I think that goes back to like our questions about the evaluator that Kyle Shanahan is. If Jimmy was the best since young, because I disagree with that. But um, I don't know. I think I think that in the back of his mind, he always wanted Jimmy to stay as a backup quarterback. I think he said so a lot yesterday in yeah. the conference call, and he just thought that there was no chance, just the same way I did. So I mean, 
it's hard for me to say, but from based on his comments yesterday, it sounded like you know it got to a point where he was like, "Man, we have no deals on the table. He has no opportunity. Why don't we just go ask?" And he was just like, "All right, yeah, you know what? I'll take some money." Yeah, when when it kept being reported that the Niners like were holding out for a day two pick or this or that, it's just like, how much do you really want to trade Jimmy Garoppolo if you're asking for way too much? It's like having a garage sale and then putting your guitar out there and asking for two thousand dollars. It's like you don't really want to sell that. You're not going to get that. You don't want. You're not. Re- you're not emotionally ready to part with that guitar yet, even though you put it on your lawn and thought you were. That's the way I looked at it. It's like you can ask for a second round pick. You're not going to get it. So you don't really want to trade him. That's the way I well, always looked at it. I think that right now with this contract and the potential of Jimmy Garoppolo staying on this roster and what they could get has actually kind of upped the ante for the offer, right? Like, and I think that you have a segment on this, so I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll expand on that when we get to it. But yeah, there, there is a way that they can actually sneakily get more than they ever thought they could, especially on the open market during the season, if things fall their way. Sounds good. Uh, Sean O'Leary says, from a roster talent perspective, I get it, but you're inviting national and local media to play what if all year in oh, what yeah. is effectively Trey's rookie year. Mm-hmm. Too much noise to shut out, talented, smart, mature, or no. Yeah, I just don't think it's the ideal. Uh, if you're saying the ideal way to develop a project quarterback, I don't think it's this. Although, I'm, I'm open-minded. Maybe I'm wrong. It's, and, it's easy to take against Kyle because he hasn't done it yet. <clears throat> right, and, and that's the thing is – it is going to be outside noise. I don't necessarily think that the locker room is going to be like that at all in any way. And that's the thing is Kyle is betting on the culture and the, and the locker room and the, that he's built to, to block all that out. And I think Trey is smart enough to block it out. And I think that Jimmy is just fine where he's at right now, because he's just biding his time. Basically what the 49ers have done is opened up his trade window and made him more attractive with that contract more than anything. Yeah. And how much he's actually going to cost. Hey, really? Sorry. I'm babysitting. Not babysitting. It's my daughter. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's 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 less about the national and local media. Like you have just opened it up so they can just continue to create segments on undisputed and first take and all those things. Like speak for yourself about it. But if if you're not prepared for it, then you should have weighed that. That's gonna be my thing with Kyle Shane. I do not want to see him roll his eyes or give a snarky response to any Jimmy question. You had to know this was going to happen. You had to factor this in when you made this decision. Right. You can't control the media's narrative. You can't control the questions you asked. You can control your locker room, although I don't think you can. But, I mean, that's there is a little bit of arrogance with Kyle. He thinks he can do anything and sort of control how people are going to perceive it. You can't. I mean, this is a very controversial thing, and some people are going to run with it, and you got to just be steadfast and not roll your eyes. Anyway, yeah. Michael, uh, got your got your donation. Thank you. Uh, in terms of your question, we'll see. Anything's possible. Appreciate you. Let's move on. Um, hold on, one more. Lucky Louise says, "Think our D line is better now than last year." Yes, mm-hmm. e- I do. Yes, I would think yes. so too. Javon Kinlaw is going to play. I mean, DJ Jones is not somebody that you can just say, "Oh, whatever." But I think if Javon Kinlaw plays seventeen games, where we're looking at a very good line, keeping Eric Armstead inside. I think the Kerry Hyder edition on the 53 is more about him playing inside. Omenihu, Ebukam have been, have been playing much better at the end of the year. I, I, I really do think that they've got something here with this D-line. Yeah, uh, we'll see. They need to replace Arden Key, but I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a key cog down the stretch, but again, I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Last Jimmy question. Do you, think he's, do you think Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the trade market? Yes, I do. And, okay. and I, think that, I think that deal... With all the incentives and, and all the in-game bonuses, and, and he gets 500K if he plays a playoff game and they win, 500K if they win the NFC Championship, a million dollars if they win the Super Bowl. All of those things are to entice a team that either loses their quarterback during the year before the trade deadline or 
forces somebody to pay up for a quarterback that they don't believe in. And this is what I was talking about, right? If Jimmy Garoppolo walks, they get a comp third, right? But if you're the 49ers... If they let more people walk than they sign in for agency, which they've been pretty committed to doing the last few years, they love their comp picks. But yes, that's, okay. That's yes. a good That's a good, good yes. fine print right there, right? Yeah. But if you're betting on that third round comp pick, nobody better come to the table with anything less than a third right. for Jimmy Garoppolo at this point. And no one's coming to the table with anything more than a third for Jimmy Garoppolo. So where's he going, but, right? Yeah. But, 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 what if a team that is playoff bound? What if Jameis Winston gets hurt again, right? Are you going to leave it in Andy Dalton's hands? Now you may have to come up off a two. So I do think that it, it opens up a little bit more if you're desperate, like, and you want to make you want to make sure that your team. Dude, if they get up. a second round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo, I will drive down to the Niners and find John Lynch and shake his hand. I will shake his hand. Right. So at worst, you know, if, if everything falls right, you're going to get a third round comp. Don't show up with a fourth round pick in your in your deal, and you better at least start with a third. And you know what? If you're really desperate, you may be able to squeeze a second out of a roster that or a team that isn't thinking things clearly. And realize, hey, it's $6 million right here, whatever, you know, and then we could bring him back or something like that. But those are the possibilities that have opened Take up. Take advantage of a team budget. with beer goggles? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the damn Cleveland Browns. It's 145 in the morning. Oh, my God, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. He was phenomenal. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns wow. are paying four different quarterbacks to play in, like, three different places. So, like, it doesn't mean that anything is off the table at this point. And I do think that they were biding their time by – Putting this out there, out there this way, they have till October, you know, at least until to get something done. And who knows what will happen. Thanks, Jack Jackson. Yeah, I, I, th the reason I asked the question is, like, the way Kyle Shanahan talked about it yesterday in the conference call is, like, you know, we need him as a backup quarterback. Like, the backup is – so and yeah, I get that. But so does that mean you won't trade him? So I, I – I don't think so. So when he says all this stuff about, yeah, it's great to have them and we need to strengthen our room and we need to back up. Yeah. Until a team offers you, a, you know, the right offer. And then you're like, hey, pfft, see ya. You know, thanks. And again, that's why I feel like this this is not an indictment of Trey. If they get the right offer tomorrow, he's gone and they'll just roll with Brock, Brock Purdy. So or how, you know, or Josh Johnson was just released. Play pretty hey, well. Play, play pretty well. Play pretty well in Baltimore last year. Hey, never know. Never know. Somebody who, who could just step onto the practice squad and just is be there because you roll into this. You roll into a part with hey, you got your second round pick, but you rolled in with Jimmy. Uh, you rolled in with Trey and Brock Purdy. Things are gonna get a little hairy if uh, if Trey Lance, you know, and and that's no slight at Brock Purdy. I think he played well. He played way better than I thought. But yeah, I think that he's like Nick Mullins all over again, basically, who can move a little bit more. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see. The Niners may just keep him as insurance, but uh, if a team gets desperate, maybe they'll get a second-round pick. The Jaguars have claimed Jermichael Hasty. Trent Balky loves taking – because I think Trent Balky, there's a lot of the same – a lot of his, uh, scouts he hired are here. And he must trust them, see things the same way. Good. I like Jermichael Hasty. He's all right. He's a good player. He's a good route runner. He's a good change of pace back, but give me That's Jordan Mason, man. For a give guy. me Jordan Mason, man. Jordan Mason. Oh, yeah, for sure. Niners made the right call, but... Oh, yeah. Trey Sermon? Trey, you better show something. You better make the Niners right on this one, because I just haven't seen it with you. It's been two years. Hasty. Well, they, they're trying to they're trying to make their pick work, and they're going to do their best to make sure that, that it looks good. <sighs> Same with Aaron Banks, in my opinion. Flav says, can't convince me, uh, can't convince me that you think Trey is... MA, but you don't drop Jimmy months ago uh, and use that money to put around. KS said what he had to yesterday. Um, MA? I don't, can't convince me that you think Trey is, I don't the know, man? ready, but you don't drop Jimmy months ago. Um, 
I think that they've been saying it the entire time about, you know, you don't get rid of good quarterbacks. Some quarterbacks, some teams don't even have one. We've got, he, he said three when he was talking about Nate Sudfeld at the time, right before Ed, the owner's meeting. I don't know. I mean, I can't, can't convince me that Trey is, uh, I guess the man uh, is what he's trying to say. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I Look, they were slow playing this the entire time. The surgery clearly threw a monkey wrench into everything. And I feel like at the end of the day, they scrambled here at the end. They said they were talking about it for a month. Right. That's something that they were talking that, that he said on the conference call. And they're said, adamant that they would have traded him with if, if they didn't have this surgery. Yeah, adamant absolutely. That, that he absolutely. Yeah. So, again, taking him for what it is, I think we need to stop saying that Kyle Shanahan just said what he needed to say. Kyle Shanahan says what he means. The man. The gotcha, man. Flav. Gotcha. Yep. Lucky Louise says, what's wrong with Brunskill? I think he plays weekly. He's hurt. Been hurt. Still rehabbing. Yep. McGlinchey's yep. back. Brunskill's not. Right. Okay. They need Next. him now. All right, not Jimmy for today. Step. Yes, thank God. <laughs> what do you think? What was the best thing the Niners did with their fifty-three? No, what I'm going to say, Jordan Mason, baby, Jordan Mason. I, I was I love so it. happy. Yeah, me Good too, man. man. I mean, look, we were at camp. I every single day he was the most consistent back. Every yeah. single day, if he yeah. got three reps, if he got five reps, if he yeah. got twelve reps, he did his thing every time he was asked to do something. Some you rarely see him get stood up at the line of scrimmage at, at practice. He's always down the f- yeah. Yeah, and pass pro, and pass yep. pro, and he was actually better catching the ball than yes. I thought. But, but what what I what really stuck out to me is like Trey Sermon had a good day, TDP would have a good day, Elijah Mitchell would have a good day. Every day that Jordan Mason was on the field was a good day. So mm-hmm. yes, I'm happy right now. Now, wh- at the cost of who at this point, I think you know we'll talk about some of the things that I didn't like, but I did like that move at least with that and with the offensive line. I, I felt that that was probably the best way to go. You They weren't going to get rid of Jalen Moore. You know, right. it, school was done at this point. I don't know how much the injuries that, you know, you know, whatever it is that he had. He actually contributed a bunch of 2019. A lot of people forget that. But yeah, it it, it felt the way if it shook out. Oh, the 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 oh, well, no, 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 this is a complaint. So I'll keep that to myself. But it's Jordan Mason for me. Best we'll thing, complaints uh, next. I'm yes. glad that they kept five running backs. I don't think they've ever done that on this team. Mm-hmm. And every year they go through all their running backs, they get hurt. This is a team that wants to run more than they throw. You should have five running backs and five wide receivers. I like that. But Jordan Mason. Um, and four tight ends. And four and tight ends. They're going to run the shit out of the ball this year. Yes. Like, if you thought they ran the ball last year, they are going to run the ball more this year. Way more. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, with Mason, like, I felt you could see it in practice. Then he did in games. And I think he got really high PFF grades. And the, the secret was out. And you knew he had a good chance when the Niners brought him to the podium last week. Yep. Because usually if you're trying to sneak a guy to practice squad, you don't put him in front of reporters and be like, hey, this is our guy. We really like him. So as soon as he got the podium day, it was like, oh, okay, nice, Jordan. I think he probably made the team. And he did. And the, organiz- and the organization's not shy about telling people, stop writing about people, stop tweeting about this player. Like, they're not shy about that. Right. Like, they will, like, call you up and say, stop talking about this player. Stop tweeting about this it's player. True. Like, it's, it's happened plenty. Yeah. A lot of us lowly people have gotten that call. <laughs> like, for the, like, hey, stop tweeting about this player. Stop talking about him. Don't write that article. And some people may think, hey, Jordan Mason, yeah, he's a good story, but he's, who cares? He's the fifth on the depth chart. Wait a second. It doesn't matter how young you are, where you were taken. Like last year coming into this season, I thought Elijah Mitchell was like fourth on the depth chart. Um, Turns out he was second and then first by the end of week one. So they're just, he's going to see who's effective. And when Jordan Mason gets his opportunity, he's going to be effective. So Trey, you better bring it right. Trey Sermon, you better bring it right away. Everyone, because once this guy gets his opportunity, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field. That's my word. And I think that he's the true three down back. 
for this team. He could do it all. Like, he doesn't have to come off the field in any way. And I think that Elijah Mitchell, while he exceeds in the running game, he sometimes struggles in the pass game. Trey Sermon can't catch, really. TDP actually has pretty good hands, but you know what he is. He's a bit of a bruiser. I think that Jeff Wilson is somebody that is probably closer to that three-down role, but you don't want to do that to him because of his injury. But I think Jordan Mason is the real three-down back on this team. And if he is pressed into duty where he has to turn into a workhorse, he can do it. You said duty? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so I'm looking. Remember, Alfred Moore's six-round pick had a huge rookie year for the uh, for Washington back when Kyle Shanahan was there. The year before, they had Roy. They drafted Roy Hallou. Like no one really expected Alfred Morris to just become a huge workhorse right away, and he did. So I, I don't think Kyle cares that he's inexperienced. If he can, With if RG3. he can do what he did in the preseason, he's going to get draft Jordan Mason. If you're if you're a fantasy football player, it's a well, nice just, you can stash him. I think, I think, I think, yeah, I don't think you got to draft him just yet because there's going to be people that are like, oh, I still want TDP. Like, if this is, yeah. you know, quick fantasy football blurb, like, if you if you draft somebody who's suspended or out, throw them in your IR and, you know, maybe just take Jordan Mason and throw him at the bottom of your bench if you have an extra spot. I'm with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Danny Gray sleeper, why entertain? Uh, first of all, Danny Gray sleeper. As a rookie, I don't, I don't know how many targets he's going to get. He'll get his opportunities. He's just going to have to make the most out of them. They'll, they'll move him around in formation because. He unfortunately can't get off press right away. Like, so they're going to put him in motion. Put him so in the slide. Put him in get, motion. Get him moving. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and they'll, they'll get him the ball in a separate way. So, I mean, sleeper in terms of what? I mean, this team is going to take a decrease in pass attempts. I think that that is very clear. And other three guys got to eat, man. Uh, so, I don't know. Danny Gray's probably going to get, like, maybe 50 targets, maybe. Well, I don't know about that. But hold on. Well, I think the targets he get will be down the field. I think yes. there's probably every game plan every week will be Kyle having his mind. I'm going to take a shot to Danny. At some point, maybe third quarter, whenever, I think he'll do that every week. I don't know how, like, I don't think they're, like, really developing him right yet as a complete receiver. It's like, we want you to do a specific role right now. And every practice would have a one deep throw to Danny Gray. So I would think every game will have one deep throw to Danny Gray, too. So that's Especially situationally. If it's 30-16, yeah. 30-17. If it's 35, I could I could see Juwan Jennings being on the field. If it's, you know, 30-7, 30 and up like that, then, yeah, why not? Like, he's got to be used that way. Also, I think we've seen Kyle on third down with Trey. Instead of forcing him to throw these passes into traffic over the middle, he calls deep shots. You know, th those are they're low percentage throws, but on third down, they're open. There's, you get a lot of single high coverage, and he hit one for a touchdown the first preseason game. The other one, he did hit Debo Samuel between the numbers. It just wasn't caught. So I think we're going to see Kyle call those type of passes. Yeah, Fade you'll see more. You'll see more. You'll see more deep shots with less pass attempts. And, and then, to his question, and to his question, why entertain bringing Tart back? Yeah. Jimmy Ward's injured for four games. I'm hearing it's closer to six weeks now at this point. Um, do you Sounds like a that, grade three. Yeah. Tear, which is yeah. like three months. Yeah. So when you're looking at okay, the first two opponents don't necessarily scare you, right? The Bears and and the Seahawks, even if they have Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, it's who's throwing them the damn ball. Mm -hmm. Denver, L.A., all of these other teams that you're going to have to cover, yeah. are you really about to sit there and say that you're cool with George Odom and Hufanga out there? Like, you know, they should entertain. What, do they have 10 starts between them? Right, but Tart's not coming back. Like, Tart's not coming back. So let's Yeah, let's, I thought if he we was. Can, he had that cryptic, if, everything comes full circle. What happened? Nah, no, nah. Not if we, if, 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 yeah, if, if I could close the book on anything, we're closing the book on this. And I think wow. that it's not that it's not that the 49ers probably haven't thought, thought about it, is that he probably doesn't want to be here. And that, that's the best way I could put it. Interesting. Well, mm -hmm. good luck to uh, Tart. Hope he gets another opportunity this year. Flav says, who will end up 
getting the second most carries, who would you take as Mitchell's handcuff? Um, it's going to be, I mean, obviously it's going to be Debo and Jeff Wilson at first, but mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson gets hurt. Mitchell gets hurt. Once Mason gets mm-hmm. his chance, I, I don't think Ty Davis price or, or sermon are going to do much this year with their chances. Although they may force sermon. I think they want Ty Davis price to be the goal linebacker. Mm-hmm. I think they or want the, or the short, or the short yardage back. guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think but that's I'm not true. sure he's yes. better than Jordan Mason in that role. We'll see. He ran sideways but, in one of the games on, on fourth and one. I think Mason by like week four, week five is going to have a carved out role on this. Team, I think so too. So. I think so. I like Jeff Wilson Jr. a lot though. He looks like he's in Me terrific too. shape. Me too. And he's a he's a very good pass pro guy. So don't don't discount um, Kyle Shanahan's trust. What a hell of a receiver. I love mm-hmm. Jeff Wilson Jr. He just yep. runs upright and gets licked. Yep. What's the worst thing the Niners did with their fifty three? It's not Kamiko Torre. Um, just because I was shocked that that happened. The the Kamiko Torre thing. Just because. I thought for a fact that there was going to be one of these art and key things, but I think again that that shows you that Kerry Hyder is going to have to play inside now, and and that's the plan that they have for him. They just got too many edge guys. Also, if I want to spin it in a positive way, because Drake Jackson's a fucking ball, and that that's really like where it's popping out. And they're they're yeah. really. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to drop that bomb on here. That's so, okay. All right. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah. So it's. I think that it's a good thing when it comes to that. Worst thing the 49ers did, and this is going to be a shock to some people, or something that I disagree with, Malik Turner not making this roster is a little bit shocking. And here's why. Obviously, as a receiver, you guys don't you know don't know much about him, right? But he's fast down the field. He's actually played for the Seahawks and Cowboys, but the special teams thing. And I thought that this was a big emphasis for this team in terms of Oren Burks is here for that reason. George Odom's here for that reason. Malik Turner, and this is what I want to point to in the Minnesota game, made one of those penalties that you know Kyle Shanahan would send somebody to the shadow realm for. But what did he do? He came back on special teams and forces the fumble that was picked mm-hmm. up by Samuel Womack. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to contribute. And that's what I get on Trey Sermon about. It's yeah. not about is the run game clicking? Are you dropping passes? Do something right. Pass pro, you miss the blitz. Pass pro, catch the ball or gain yards. When you're not doing any of and those do you things. you do anything now, on special teams. Right. You're, yeah. And, and wh- when you're doing none of those things now, it's either showing that you're inept, which I don't think you are, or yeah. you're not putting in the effort. And yeah. that's what Malik Turner kind of showed. When Malik Turner made that play, I was like, well, he's going to make this roster. But he didn't make it. I, I Going into this season right now with Ayuk, Samuel, um, Ray Ray, Jawan Jennings, and Danny Gray, I'd still like to see one more guy just in there who's actually played in the league just a little bit more just because I don't know. Man, I had this. That one's crispy. I like it. Nice. But I, I would like to have Malik Turner in there just for his experience and the way that he can contribute on special teams. The 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 cut that killed me was Jason Poe, but he's going to make it to the practice squad, isn't he? I think so. Yeah, I think that a lot of people have the same criticism of him in terms of he's too small. One thing is, is I think that led to his demise on this team and is what kept um, somebody else or who's oh Nick Sakel around is Nick Sakel can play multiple positions. Jason Poe is an inside guy only. And I think that's yeah. kind of what led to his downfall. But Jason Poe was was very impressive. You know, you, you dream about the things that Kyle Shanahan can do with him. I think he'll make it back to the practice squad. He better because I think that guy's I think he's the truth. I'm not a scout or anything, but man, I'm really, really curious to see what Aaron Banks looks like in an extended uh, look because I, I don't know. I haven't been impressed with him at all, but he, he hasn't played much at all. It's been very, very few brief stints. So I don't know. I'd like to see what Aaron Banks what that's week like. one. Week one is going to be basically an extended preseason game for some stretches where you're going to be like, what is this offense doing? They're still trying to figure it out. Yeah. They're still trying to be cohesive. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to hold off my judgment on Aaron Banks until we get to the real games. Definitely a concern. 
Definitely the whole Trey Sermon, Trey Sermon and Ambry Thomas are two guys that made this team because they were third round picks last year. Gotta it's be. like, okay, mm-hmm. like you, you better show something because better players got cut at, for you to stay here. And like, I know some, some teams are quick to cut a third round pick if they think they're wrong about them. The Niners aren't necessarily that team. So they have two guys, at least two guys in this team right now that I feel are just here because of their draft spot and they need to show something. Yeah. And too. look, it's a good discussion about, like Jamichael Hasty's gone because right. you got a guy, you kept a guy who hasn't shown anything yet, but might eventually. Yeah. Right. So, like, it's a good case study about sunken costs and knowing when to, to get things done or hard headedness. And I picked him yeah. in the third round. I've got to show you that I can get something out of it. It's like when you know, you kind of know, but it's clear that they don't want. I never thought that uh, Trey Sermon was going to be cut, by the way. Like, I, I never once thought that. I didn't that. think just, he would. I, GMs don't do that this. to their own resume. It's right. like, they don't do Just that. because yeah. of this third yeah. round pick, like, you have to make something work, you know? So I don't I don't necessarily think that he if was. If Dante Pettis got, would he get three years, two years? Then Trey Sermon is going to get a couple. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about Trey Lance. Um, a lot of scrutiny on him. We just talked about how he's going to get second guessed to death. Let's do a little second guessing. But I'm trying to think about it as like, a coach in a positive way if you were his coach and this is your project how what would you want to focus on and what would you what would you focus on to make sure that he reached his incredibly high ceiling it would probably be something along the lines of accuracy and ball placement let me explain though yeah completion percentage doesn't denote accuracy um and what i mean by that is not all catches are equal if a quarterback throws a ball at your ankles and he catches it, technically that's a completion, but that's not accurate. I need you in this offense, which is yak yards, everything, to put the ball exactly where it needs to be. Right, right here, and let your guys. Slant, you put it one yard right. in front. If it's a so, comeback route, you put it between the number, like yeah, all that kind of stuff. Can you do right. that? Yeah. Right, downfield accuracy is it's still the hardest throw to hit. Right, and yeah. and the guy who hit it the most was Josh Allen at a forty-one percent clip. That means four out of ten times he hit those downfield throws, and he's considered one of the better deep ball throwers. So it's not a high percentage throw. So forget that part. Those are going to be hit. It's about the little and and I keep going back to the Houston game. The uh, it's like this is the tale of Trey Lance's season right here, encapsulated in two plays: the play action play where he turns and use check standing at the sticks. Ball is right in Juszczyk's chest. Mm-hmm. And he turns and he gains more yards, first down. Mm-hmm. Next play, he rolls out and he sees Ayuk and he tries to throw across his body and that thing comes out like a Frisbee and just yep. lands like five yards in front of him. Yep. That's going to be the tale of Trey Lance throughout the season. Yep. You'll get the one throw and you're like, there it is. You'll get the other oh. throw and you'll say, what the hell was that? Right. Yeah, what was that? So right. that's but that's what that's intriguing about Lance to me because it shows that he does it right some of the time it's not like he's a freaking mess that mm-hmm. just can't has his own way of doing things and he's never gonna he does it right a lot of the time now it's just about doing it right all the time right and all the time one more one more thing that i want to point out that's a positive is a lot of people were discussing this throw to debo samuel that a lot of people think is pi he literally did what you are taught to do as a quarterback and this is a kid who is not played football that long in the nfl if you look and you have a concept on the left and you have your go route one-on-one with no press up top with your best receiver, you take that shot. You know who doesn't take that shot? Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I like the decision. I like the they throw. Do. Yeah. You know, so, if you've been in – a lot of people don't know, but they've been trying to work on the fade to from Lance to Debo all offseason, and it hasn't been there. Lance keeps overthrowing them in practice. Debo, I don't think, is quite where he was last year yet. So, so Lance made an adjustment. He took a little off. I mean, he hit Debo. Debo wasn't streaking past Stephen Nelson. I mean, there was a very small window to hit that, and I thought it was a 
pretty good throw. Maybe not perfect. So, so completion percentage, that's an incomplete yeah. pass, but yeah. that's an accurate throw. And a good decision. Right? And a good decision. Again, yeah. Yeah. stop throwing these completion percentage yeah. numbers at me, man. It is not quantified where this kid is right now in his steps, man. Like, that's the part that bothers me the most. I'm with you, though. He needs to improve his accuracy. And I think, like, everyone knows that. But I don't think that Brian Greasy necessarily has the answers. And to me, it's the, the fix is all footwork. When I look at him, it's a footwork thing from, from the uh, ball placement to the wobble to the arm fatigue. And here's what I see. He has a tendency sometimes to overstride and lock out his front leg, which causes the ball to sail high. He doesn't do it all the time. And he's actually doing a good job of fixing it. If all he needs is that front foot to be soft and flexed and bent at first when he transfers his weight. Second thing, you can see this in the slow motion stuff. He doesn't always step to his target. So let's say he throw in left. He will have his body, his lower body pointed forward. And so he's throwing crossfire, which so I, his lower body and upper body aren't really in sync. If they were, he'd be great. And when they're not, it's going to lead to arm fatigue and uh, erratic ball placement. What happens when your lower body and upper body aren't in sync, your brain will correct mid throw with your arm. And that'll lead to pain, soreness, injury eventually. So if he could just go to Jordan Palmer and get like a 3D mapping of his mechanics and just fine tune it because he's already on the way, he'll be Josh Allen. He can do it. It's fixable. It's, Jimmy's problems are not fixable. Hey, throw down field and be mobile and make better decisions. Never going to happen. Trey can do this. He just needs a good coach. I don't want to be negative, but I don't think Brian Greasy's that close to help. I don't think he's that guy can. either. But no. here's what Brian Greasy yeah. is brought here for. Here's what yeah. he's brought here for. He's brought here to help him with the mental aspects and understanding what you're seeing yep. because that's all Kyle Shanahan talked about with Brian Greasy was how smart he was and everything. And I think that's really where he is helping Trey Lance is when you see that alert route, when you see that one-on-one, -on -one, okay, what is the defense giving you? You take that shot. And I think pre-snap, Brian Greasy is helping him with that. Sure. I don't necessarily believe that he's here to help him with footwork or mechanics. But Kyle would say like, you know, people be like, uh... Kyle, how do you help a quarterback with his throwing mechanics? He's like, well, I don't really do that, but we do talk about footwork. Okay, Kyle, well, this is perfect. One thing that they a good drill, I think, for Trey is throw the ball, finish your release, and then it's called walking off your throw. You finish, now walk to where your lower body is pointing and tell me if that's where you threw the ball. Because that actually drills it into his brain. Like, man, you got to sync these up. You're actually not pointing your lower body towards your target all the time. That's an easy way to fix it, man. I, I think his his issues are super fixable, super and, fixable. And in the same regard, there's times where you look at his footwork and you look at the and throwing, like, there it is, and there it is. Like you know, yeah. it's just it's just up and down right now. It's just inconsistent, and that's just going to be part of the growing uh, the growing pains right now. Yeah, you again, can't... it's not like Kaepernick where it's like, man, you got so many years of bad muscle memory ingrained. You're you're never going to Trey is ingraining it right now and he's just on the path he just needs focused good coaching this is what we're dr drilling every freaking day That's and that will come and that will come. come i mean again you it, you can't just automatically lock onto the bad while dismissing the good footwork that he has on many of his throws that's the no. other thing as well too it's like nah, so it, many people remember, he's a he's from a small yeah. town okay yeah. he didn't have all the compare him and josh rosen okay josh rosen went to every freaking camp from like 13 years old on he was a five-star recruit. He has perfect mechanics. He's a terrible quarterback. If Trey Lance had had that type of development in middle school and high school, he would have been a five-star recruit. He would have went to any school he went to, and he would be more uh, mechanically developed by now. Josh Allen was the same way. He didn't have that upbringing. 
It happened to him in his 20s. He was still good enough to figure it out. I think Trey can too. He's just a little bit behind. And I think all of those things that you mentioned are the reason that I'm so high on Trey's mental because he's he's got that whole like me against the world. You guys didn't want me. I'm going to work my ass off because he's had to. Right. He hasn't had anything handed to him. So, again, mentally tough. That's the part that I'm going to point to. And that's why I think this is this whole him and Jimmy thing isn't going to be nearly as big of a deal as the media will portray it to be. I, I want to give Brian Greasy credit. Like last week, I put out the video being like, boom, the issue with the high thi- uh, the high passes is the footwork. It's his leg. It's his front leg. The entire last week, they worked on footwork in practice, in the drills. An entire week. So I, okay. I appreciate because Scangarello would do the same drills every day. I don't care. Do the same freaking drills every day. Greasy's like, okay, let's try to fix it. So he's head, his heart's in the right place. He's just waiting for us to tell him what to do. So, Brian, now you got to work on, the front, uh, on stepping towards his target. That's Because he has a little bit of tendency to crossfire, throwing to his left, not right. So Brian, I'm trying to help. Gangarello didn't want didn't want uh Trey. He wanted Max. So that's why he was just like, I don't Going care. I'm not freaking help motions. Yeah. That's another thing. I feel like last year was a wasted year for Trey. So too bad. He should have been working with Brian Greasy last year. You know what I mean? Or whoever. Right. Like all the stuff he learned from uh what's his face? Is that applicable anymore? Flav says Jimmy's story has been so big, but the real story right now is Lance versus Fields. Not a big enough deal being made about this. It's a really big game for both. Fields had a nice third preseason game, right? He's had a really nice preseason. Um, I really like him. All right. We might as well talk about this. Yeah. Obviously, I wanted Justin Fields. Clearly. Yes. I was yes. absolutely fine, though, with Trey Lance, right? Like, in fact, if you remember, and we go back and we trace coast-to-coast history lesson, I first came to you about Trey Lance. And when yeah. we were on the show, I was like, yo, I like Trey. Yeah. Did a little digging, started watching Justin Fields, and I was like, damn. I was like, I want that kid because I felt that he was ready to play sooner, right? Last year, he would have had to Trey. He's also a better athlete than Trey. He, I don't want to get too excited. Trey's a great like, athlete, but Justin Fields is faster and more accurate. Look, here's the reason that this game is going to go the 49ers way. They're coached better. They got a better team. That and that 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 wide receiver four room of Dante Pettis, <laughs> Dante Pettis, and Byron Pringle, and like it's it's like the best wide receiver four room you've ever seen in your life. Doesn't necessarily strike fear in in me, especially if Emmanuel Mosley and Traveris were play. Justin Fields is going to show strides, and he and he should because he has a new coach. But I really wish that they would have picked a coach that was offensive minded. Everfliss is more is more defense, so it's like. But at the same time, man, it's hard for me to not look at the strides that Justin Fields taking and say, "Damn, what if, what if?" Um, the one thing with Justin Fields is he tends to get sacked a lot. Um, oh yeah. I mean, so does Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson. Doesn't mean he's not good, but I like the way Trey Lance steps up in the pocket and avoids pressure. He, he, I thought he'd be faster. Like he wasn't exactly as explosive and quick. Like Justin Fields was running circles around the Niners in that game. Yeah. He had that, that touchdown scramble was crazy. I don't think Lance is going to have plays like that, but I think he might be a better quarterback at the end. You know why that is, right? Why? Justin Fields last, uh, Justin Fields best game in the pros was against the San Francisco 49ers. Oh. And then, and then Darno Mooney comes out, I think it was this week, saying that Justin Fields has payback on his mind for the 49ers passing him. <laughs> Revenge tour, Chicago uh, hey, Bears. I mean, he remembered, and I think that that was. Uh, I think that he felt he was going at three. He remembers. He yeah. remembers. I like it. Good call. Josh yeah. Wyatt says Ambry made the team for one reason: a season save, a season saving int. Basically, the same reason Tart was let go, but Sermon has nope. done nothing. Nope, Sermon was let go because they love Hufanga. I mean, um, Tart was uh, let go because they love Hufanga, and he was going to start. That's it. Had nothing to do. He could have intercepted that. They could have won a Super Bowl, and they would have still told Tart to go. 
Gio says this offense is going to wear down teams this year. Kyle has totally switched up his offensive philosophy by going from a more speedy backfield to a more power run game, arm tackle galore in fourth quarter. Yeah, that's his idea, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're going to run the ball 30, 40 times. This defense is never going to get behind 28 nothing, where they they have to abandon the, the, the pass or anything like that. Again, Trey Lance is going to have his opportunities to grow. He'll have his bumps and bruises, but games are never going to be out of his reach. He's never going to get down 21 nothing because the defense is getting cooked. Like, it's not going to happen. What, you know what Kyle learned? That his run game isn't built to put away a, a game in the fourth in the second half. He lost two big Super Bowls that he couldn't put away with his run game. Now he has a run game that's theoretically built to do just that. So give him credit. I'm not paying. I mean, and that's why Ty David Price is going to be here. That's why you're yeah. going to rotate those guys in and out, and you're going to have a bunch of fresh legs. That's why you keep five guys, because how many guys get injured all the time on this team? Elijah Mitchell was banged up all year. So was Jeff Wilson. Like Kyle never had confidence in Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert to be those kind of guys with the lead in the second half of a Super Bowl. Theoretically, all these guys can do that. So that's good. You yeah, know, Ramos is still fast. Shout out to him, man. I got the yeah, I, he's he was great in last year's preseason, too. I just want to know how many games is he really going to play. Draco Pippen says, Wow, I, I know y'all heard about Castro and Hasty. Who else? Castro got picked up too, as well. He did, I didn't know that. And I think the 49ers actually picked up uh Blake Hans um, from Cleveland. Um, he is a undrafted free agent, started all games, all eight games last year at tackle, but is listed as guard. He allowed 31 pressures on 366 pass block attempts. Okay. They signed a guard, but not a center. Okay. A guard, but maybe he can a play guard. center. Maybe he can play center too. Okay. Let's, let's, now that the season's about a week and a half away um, and the NFC is wide freaking open, where do the Niners stack up? Are they the team to beat in the NFC or, or not? Where would you put them? They're a top three team. They can be the team to beat. I mean, and I think that there's going to be weeks where that discussion becomes louder and harder to ignore, uh, you know, especially if the 49ers start off hot and, they, they, you know, they do what I think they're going to do, which is take care of business. The first real test is going to be week three, home opener Denver on national television in Denver. That's going to be the test. That's going to be. And then the schedule gets exponentially harder from there. Like you get L.A., you get all those games in a row, kind of. First two games are a good soft landing for the Niners. But, yeah, I mean, if they're healthy, all they have to do is get – the stable level of quarterback play that they had gotten, you know, you'll take your ups and downs with Trey Lance, but Trey Lance is going to make plays that are not in the play call. And, and are, are when things are not going right, he's going to do that. He's going to make some head, head scratching throws, but we dealt with that with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think the defense, as long as it's healthy, is going to hold things down. And, and, and you have to trust Kyle Shanahan to coach around deficiencies. I mean, he made you believe Tom Compton was a startable right tackle for much of last year. And I, I do think that he's going to find a way to get around these deficiencies. And, and this team is going to be a top three team. I think it's, it's fair to point out, it's important to point out that the Niners may have the best defense in the NFC. They may yes. have the best defense in the league. So, in the NFL, I think. Yeah, yeah like any, any game they go into, their, their defense is going to have the advantage over the offense it's matched up against. Any, the, any game. And we saw that last year when they played the Packers and the Cowboys in the playoffs. Like the Niners made those offenses look sick. So that's a great place for this team to be. And then we've seen in the last five years, as long as the quarterback isn't C.J. Beathard or Brian Hoyer or Nick mm -hmm. Mullins, the Niners tend to win. Mm -hmm. So they're not in that position. It's not going to be a stretch of Brock Purdy or Nate Sudfeld this year. So this team should win. And, like, look at all the teams that are ahead of them. Like, the Bucs have been ahead of them the last couple of years. That team is falling apart. I mean, well, they have no offensive line. They have no offensive line. And Gronk's gone. So I don't know about them. And then from what I'm hearing – Stafford's elbow issue is serious. serious. It is. 
It's way more serious than people are letting on. He's going to have to play with that all year. Yeah, that's not good. And then what? The the Packers and Niners beat them with Devontae Adams. Now they don't have Mm -hmm. Devontae Adams. Like, Mm -hmm. to me, I like the Niners. I like the Vikings. I like Philly. But if 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 that's the Niners' competition, like, I just saw the Niners play the Vikings. they're, They're just as good as the Vikings. So, yeah, I think the Niners are as good as any team in the NFC right now. And they definitely could win it. Yeah, I think so, too. And I think that that's a fair way to look at it. All they have to do is be healthy and show up for the games. That's it. And and this defense is going to do its thing. And again, this team is not going to be playing from behind. They're not going to get down. Tw- even when they play the Chiefs, even when they play the Chargers, even when they play the Bucks, they're not going to be down 28 nothing. Those games are still going to be relatively close because this defense is so good. The one thing is interesting, uh, the, the Eagles. The Eagles and Niners are very similar. They're both built to lead the league in rushing. They both have young dual threat quarterbacks. The difference is the Niners have Jimmy and the the Eagles don't have an expensive backup. They went and got Minshew. AJ Brown. Who they got? Minshew. Is he expensive? Mm, I don't think so. Well, they were able to sort of like get AJ Brown and kind of go all in with the cheap quarterback. The Niners haven't really done that yet. Um, they just traded to CJ Gardner Johnson. They just yeah, got Charlie nice Gardner Johnson. Like and 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 what? All right, 49ers. I know that like I don't want to complain. A sixth and seventh rounder for for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Yeah. And you don't want to send that to help him play safety for your team this year? That's what I'm saying. The Eagles have been much more aggressive this offseason than the 49ers. I still think the Niners are better than the Eagles, but the Eagles are good. They are good. They and are good. Stinks. And they're going to be a lot like the stinks. Niners this year. These are going to be very division. similar teams. And the division stinks. They're going to beat up on yes. Washington. And, and the they have Cowboys a way easier schedule than the Niners. They'll, they'll make the playoffs this year, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But that CJ, that, that, Chauncey Gardner Johnson deal. I looked at that and I was like, "What? You guys couldn't? You guys couldn't just say, yo, 'Yo, I'll give you a six and a seven for him'? What the hell? It's crazy. Like they have Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are like all in, and the Niners are like, we let's just let's not be hasty. We can go in next year. You know, <laughs> we'll see. We will see. The main threat says, "What's the word on Poe? So far, he's. I don't think. I don't think he's gotten picked up. Yeah, I think he'll revert back. I think he'll be able to revert back. I don't understand, man. I feel like the every GM reads my practice reports. I told guess not. <sighs> That's why you're quality control. Yeah. Tell Fields to ask Rogers about getting revenge. Rick Rude 3000 says. Okay. Well, Rogers, Rogers just didn't get revenge on the Niners. I mean, I would say that if the 49ers drafted Aaron Rodgers, they would have probably won a Lombardi or two, I think. What will we see from Trey versus Bears? A lot of running. And a lot of running, man. Just, uh, I mean, you get, you got to put pressure on on the the back end for them. Um, be, even though they've got some really good corners, but you know, I think that you got to make those guys tackle. You got to make them come up and hit. They're they're just gonna run the shit out of the ball, man. I mean, it, it it's as simple as that. And and if you ask me about week two, week three, week four, probably give you the same answer. Flav says, can you imagine if Fields balls in week one, Trey plays bad, and camera panning to Jimmy all game? All of Kyle's amazing QB decisions in one location at the same time. Wonder if he thinks about this stuff. This seems uh, like your dream, Flav. Why, why is it the hypothetical that you go to? Man, what, what if no, Trey sucks? He's not wrong. He's not wrong about this because Thursday Trey night. And the Niners no. win a game that's supposed to win. Yeah, yeah. No, but Thursday, if you guys watch that game on Prime Video, Kirk Herbstreet is preparing you for what you're about to see all year from every single game. Oh, yeah. How do you move on from Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, he won all those games. I, I mean, why not give him another year? I mean, you're how do you move on from the 23rd best quarterback in the league? I mean, how do you ready, not give that guy another chance? You're, you're ready to win now. Like, yeah. prepare yourself, fans, 
That's why you should probably watch us on Get Playback because we're not gonna be talking about that shit when we're when we're actually calling the yeah. games or whatever. Like, but yes, you can prepare yourself for all of that. Sunday night football. Uh, I I forget who it is now because Al Michaels is doing Thursday night football. Prepare yourself. Monday night football. Prepare yourself. I don't know, man. I don't know about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, sure, they're seven and zero. But man, with Jimmy Garoppolo, they'd be eight and zero, even though they've only played seven games. Like they, yeah. they, they're gonna say shit like that. Oh, they Trey are. Lance was fourteen of eighteen. Jimmy would have been fifteen of eighteen. Right, right. He like you just gonna, yeah. you're gonna have to block out that noise as a fan. Block it out. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. Trey, you're gonna have to block it out as a quarterback because it might be coming from your own teammates. It sometimes it's your own teammates. <laughs> All right, that's the show. Thanks for watching, all Niner fans from coast to coast and international too. Appreciate the support, Jason. Thank you. Got you. it, man. While I'm while I'm while I'm dadding over here, got this. Man. Yeah, I'll be back late night with Je uh, Jesse Naylor. A lot of my hosts start with Jay, and then I'm like Jason, Jesse, no Jesse Naylor. 49ers after dark, which is bef before dark on the West Coast. Yeah, See you guys in <laughs> eh, later.